So, hi Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you usually start with the basics, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and what you do? Uh, yep, hi. Um, so, I'm, I'm Jim Kite. I've been at Publicis Media, which is the holding company or the sub-holding company of all the media agencies of Publicis Group, Zenith, Starcom, Spark Foundry, Digitas, Performix. Um, I've been in the group 15 years. I actually started by one of their agencies in the US called MediaVest. And actually, I was an insight and research guy. And my job was to develop new insightful tools and audience measurement systems. And, uh, you know, that was that was brilliant. And I did that in the US. Uh, I came to the UK or can return to the UK in 2009, did that, but also started to do some global account management. And I was the global account director for Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is their Artois, Bex, Budweiser. Now, during that time, started to look with my clients about the pub of the future, new ways, mobile phones were going to be connecting with people, how you may be able to order your drinks at the bar if you're not going to be there via a mobile app, or looking at um, playlists on Spotify to see what mood music might be in the pubs. And, and it's, this is around about 2013, 2014. And at that, it was one of those eureka moments, and it was just a perfect timing. Uh, I was on the board of what was then Starcom MediaVest Group, and I presented a paper, wrote a white paper, and said, we as an agency need to tap into these early stage companies, these new technologies, particularly in MarTech, because our clients are wanting, are demanding from us actually to show innovation, but equally we don't have the tools in-house. So startups could be that bridge between great ideas and solutions that work and delivering a, a, a proper product for clients. And that's when the end of 2014, early 2015 launched this unit called Next Tech Now. So it's over five years old. It's interesting how it's developed because in the initial days, it was very much to bring cool shit to our clients. Now it's much more strategic because now we get proper briefs, brands and clients saying they want to use data in a new way. They want to use UGC. They want to do their first forays into voice or into augmented reality or into chatbots and things like that. And our role is to discover, find those companies, and I'll talk about this in a moment, but not just be a discoverer because we do a full evaluation, a three-step evaluation, which I think makes us quite unique. But what we have developed since 2015 are all the back-end processes to actually activate, get these um, startup solutions actually onto a media plan and actually activated and happily for the startups, cash in their bank accounts, and happily, hopefully for our clients, happy because they've done a test and learn or a pilot, and they've seen something that they can scale up. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so to kind of dive in a little bit more there, what is some of that value that you bring to the clients and startups that you work with? How do you connect them and, and what perhaps some of the stories that, that they share afterwards as well? Yeah, I think the, the first of all is the, the discovery side. So when we started off, we knew very, very few startups. We thought it was a good idea, but you know, you can't just put a placard and say, start <laughs> here. So we used a variety of um, consultants and advisors who were 
giving us, this looks an interesting company, what do you think? As we've developed, one thing which we've realized is every day there's lots of, and I call it ad tech, martech, because that's the area which we specialize in. There are companies who are trying to break into the agency because they think they've got a great solution which could help such and such brand to do such and such challenge, but they don't know how to get in. So what we've become is the, the place where people say, I've met this interesting company. I think I might want to use them for this client, but I've got no idea how to set them up as a supplier, how to evaluate them, how to do all those sort of things. So we've managed all that side. So the, 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 the three areas which we do, and we're going out there. So we're obviously at the, the Mad Fest, you know, in the UK, the Mad Fests, and also the De Mexico in Germany. There's publicist groups own a tech company called Viva Tech. We're out there all the time finding companies as well as getting all these referrals. And then what we do is because media agencies have incredible levels of expertise and skills, we've created this, what we call the ambassadors. There's around about 80 of them who are experts in paid social, investment, planning, data science and content performance, all those sort of things, because that's what they do all day long. So when these companies come to us, first of all, we give them a very quick look to see if they're the right companies that we want on the next Tech Now program. Now, that's just a segue there. We don't take your cousin's little idea of being worked up in the garage or the bedroom. Yes. These are all companies who have got a minimum viable product, maybe one or two enterprise clients already. They tend to be between angel and series A. So they're the solid products and solid companies with some revenue, but they're looking to expand. And what they've realized and what we've realized is agencies like ours are a great place to connect their solutions to companies, to corporates. That's what we do all the time. So going back to what we do, we've got these experts, what we call these Next Tech Now ambassadors. We meet on a regular basis and uh, startups come in and present. And then we get together and we say, hmm, that's a good product. I've never seen anything like that before. But then also we've got to say, does that replicate anything which we use already, whether it's a, 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 an in-house product or an existing partner, because it's no point having three people doing something where one product can do that. And the most important thing is people say, actually, I've got a plan coming up for whatever client. I could use that for that. So these evaluation sessions are not only just evaluating the tech and its robustness, but also it's, it's, it's robustness of being activated on our clients. That's yeah. a quite important part because there's so many connectors of startups and but they don't know what to do they find these great companies but they don't know what to do with them we know what to do with them because we've got clients who are who we know are looking for those solutions now where our sort of back-end secret source part is <laughs> is that we've realized that clients companies our clients want innovation they talk about it they talk about transformation they have all these drugs but actually they're very it's very difficult for them to activate it. Little things, uh, purchasing and procurement, don't really like new suppliers who are very, very small and don't have years and years of financial accounts. In fact, most heads of procurement are trying to reduce the number of suppliers, not increase them. Then there's, you've got the difference between 
the brands and the, I don't know, the heads of transformation or innovation or digital. In every organization, you have functional leads and you have your brand leads. How do we cross that? And the great thing is we have separate conversations and we bring them together. But what we've done is the back-end services to make it as easy as possible to go from brief to including a, a good startup, which we've you know, we've met over a thousand startups and there's only 120 on our program. But we've, you know, it's quite a tough selection procedure. That doesn't mean the other 880 aren't any good. It just means we can't do anything with them because it's no point us having a startup on our books where frankly, our clients never asked for that solution. You know, as yeah. we all know, there's a lot of solutions looking for problems out there. And, and what we've got to do is we know what clients are asking for. And it's always in the areas of how to make better use of UGC, how to uh, use new technologies, new content technologies, filming technologies like AR, VR, mixed reality, data to how to drive people from the digital world into the offline world, couponing and, and sampling, anything which drives performance, registrations, all those sort of things, which are right in the sweet spot of what media agencies do. So what we're doing is finding over and above our long-standing partners, new partners to come in there. Right, interesting, really interesting. So you spoke a little bit about the sweet spot of, you know, these angel to series A companies and that you are fairly selective and um, only 120 startups on the program at the moment. So how do you kind of identify those, those special things that you're looking for and yeah, decide to take them on board? I think we listen, first of all, because even though we're in a small team, we're very well connected with all the planning teams because that's where most briefs start from. But at some stage, there has to be a media plan board. Plan would say we're trying to move people from here to here. We know that all the people who are seeing the briefs for any of those stages so they're saying to us, do you know anyone who does something like this? So we're actually responding to client requests. The great thing is, because we've met so many companies, most times when we're asked, we can suggest three or four partners. Because the great thing about working with startups, they're incredibly nimble, and they can be slightly adapted or extended. They have their core, but actually they can do other things as well. And they're always up for expanding their own products if there's a, if there's a, a client demand for it. So that's how we sort of decide who's on the program are ones which are actually responding to, you know, real, real life needs. And on startups being nimble, obviously we're, we're talking in the context of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. To what extent has that changed things for you and to what extent has that changed things for some of your startups? Yeah, no, no, it's, it's been very, very interesting. I think I would say nearly all our startups have been incredibly adaptive and some of them actually, they are, perfectly placed for things like lockdown so you know we have a partner called 3 and that takes physical objects which gives them a whole 360 degree view which you can then put into a digital ad placement or, or website or anything like that when it's very difficult to go to the shops to see things having a very simple way of actually having that experience on the screen Actually, you get more customers, don't you? Because if you can't go to the shops. So there's one. Another partner of ours is called Ademo, which is a click-to-basket. So it's a little bit different now. 
but the way it works is either through a display ad or through any kind of paid media or through their own website or YouTube or whatever, you see a demonstration of a product and it can click into your Tesco's basket or Waitrose, Ricardo or whatever. Again, they've been very adaptive and actually very suitable for this current situation. Another one, SoPost, which does sampling. No longer can advertisers, brands, give out free samples outside of shopping malls. But SoPost is a way to have it as a widget, which is then put onto a, a social display ad. And then you can get the sample sent to your home. Another one which we've done is used a company called Hashtagged, which is taking in what people are saying around a certain issue, around a hashtag, which then <laughs> can bring straight into their paid social advertising. So actually, we've activated more campaigns during COVID than we've done before. And in fact, for the last eight weeks, we've just done a one-page bulletin and we call it New Realities, New Solutions. And it takes one of our startups and saying, if you're trying to do this, here's an early stage company which can help you do that. But I think the answer to your question is, I think, you know, where is outdoor, if you take media, cinema, they can't do anything really. I mean, they can start doing some drive-through cinemas and, you know, those sort of things. And, and outdoors being decimated because people aren't outside. But in terms yeah. of these emerging, you know, nearly all our partners have found clever workarounds which suit this, this market. The, the task now is to go from being a COVID solution to being a easing of the lockdown solution and then a new normal solution. But yeah, and um, on that, so how, in your opinion, then could partnerships with, with some of these startups, like the ones that um, you're talking about, aid recovery for, um, for clients during this period and move, as you say, towards a more normal as well as just kind of throughout this period? Yeah, no, I think, I think that the two, two ways. I think one is because nearly all of them are digital and content. So there's going to be, a, until there's a vaccine and, and everything else, there is going to be reticence from the public to be too close to people to pick things up to be going places it'd be a while until we have mass gatherings all those sort of things and nearly all our partners deliver a customer experience digitally or via content so what they are doing is they they are providing a, a, a effective channels for brands and products to get to people where they couldn't otherwise. But I think that's the first one. The second one, as we're coming out of this, clients are going to be very, very cautious. So, so I think they're going to not just necessarily go back to how everything was before. They're going to, they are going to say, let's try something a little bit different. You know, the whole last two or three months has been a chance for companies to take step back, have a look at things. What we did before with, with was that done well, or should we try something different? but they can do things differently. And one of them will be in the way they do media and whether it's all going to be mass media or is it going to be much more targeted with a data and CSR. And also companies have always invested in a lot in R and D and developing products. And quite often in the hope that people will buy them, they sort of invest ahead of, of income. No one's going to be doing that much at the moment. So I think they will be much more and say, let's look at people who are doing something like we want and let's do a partnership with them. And I definitely think that's where it's going to come in, in marketing. The days when you had sort of skunk work teams within organizations, building a new product for, you know, go into a hovel for six months and develop something. 
I think it's going to be there's going to be much more openness. And as we've seen with the, the pharmaceutical industry, there's going to be much more sharing of ideas. And this whole thing about having proprietoriness is going to kind of disappear. It doesn't matter if you've got something unique. If you don't do anything with it, it's useless. I think the idea of people working together and, and finding companies or people who wake up in the morning as real entrepreneurs and not stifled by all the internal politics and today's emails and stuff like that, but just wake up in the morning and say, we've got to make our product better. Yeah. I think, I think there's going to be a, an appetite for that. And I definitely believe in, in marketing and an agency world. And again, that's my area that I know best. I think that's where we're going to, we're going to do less building things ourselves and more partnerships. So I think this could, could be good for startups. Yeah. Okay. And on that point and kind of some of the, the trends that you're talking about there, what do you think on, on a wider level then would be the future for kind of the London startup and tech ecosystem after this as we're going towards the new, new normal, as you said? I mean, London's going to be very different because I think the, uh, the investment side of things is going to be challenging. Yeah. But London as a technical hub, it's, it's an open city. I think that's a very important thing. It's an open city. Culturally, it's very open. But also, it's open to innovation and ideas. I think the London would do quite well. But I think there's going to be challenges from the finance side. The other thing is, because a lot of people are being made redundant, I think a lot of those redundancy checks will end up into new startups of the future. And I think that's, and, and I think that's probably going to disproportionately come into London because of the nat- nature of a lot of white-collar jobs going in London and all the, the changes of the working from home. And, and, and uh, there's going to be so much change in London. A lot of it is going to be pretty bad for a lot of people, but it will be a spark for the next wave of entrepreneurship and innovation. People don't just stop. They say, well, this is a situation. It's not a good one. Probably there's not going to be these jobs going. I'm going to do something a bit different. What you, you, what you may find is some of the startups who have been sort of bubbling around for a while, they may just disappear. But a new wave will come, will come on and be more nimble and maybe more adaptive to the current situation. Um, and just under £4 million has gone through Nextet now to the startup community through projects. Wow which is great. And and that's real money, which is partly helps future investment because it shows that they've got a, they've got a sustainability, but also it's real money to pay for, pay for people and pay for things. Uh, But those who are still constantly in beta and, and haven't really started to make any money yet. I think that they're funding, unless they've got a really breakthrough moment coming through, I'm not too sure. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your insights. It's been really interesting. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Bye. Bye.